Blog Talk Radio.
want to welcome everybody to the 110 uh, Nation. Wow. So used to say the 110 Nation Sports Show. I want to welcome everybody to 110 Nation Presents the Fantasy Show. I will be joined in about in about 10 minutes. I'll be joined from uh, the guys from PPR Fantasy Talk. Uh, Chet and uh, Kevin will be joining us tonight. And uh, we're going to uh, basically kind of uh, go over our, our busting studs of last week in the fantasy world and then get ourselves prepared as, as here we are just 24 hours removed from week five of the NFL. And uh, uh, an interesting game is Minnesota and Green Bay will do battle. And uh, normally I wouldn't have uh, considered uh, Minnesota even into this game, but after watching <laughs> Minnesota um, do what they did last weekend, I, I guess uh, all bets are off the table. So looking forward to uh, be joined by the guys over at PP Fantasy, uh, PPR Fantasy Talk. Um, if you've not had a chance to follow them yet, make sure you guys jump over there on Twitter to uh, at PPR Fantasy Talk. Once they hit 1,000 follows, they are giving away a free uh, PPR Fantasy uh, Talk uh, sweatshirt, a hoodie sweatshirt. So um, I, I know when uh, they started coming on the show, I started noticing they were in the low sevens. Now they're getting closer to uh, 900. Um, I knew it was in the eighth something yesterday. Um, so uh, make sure that you guys, if you did not have the opportunity, get over there and like them, or follow them um, so you get an opportunity to uh, possibly win the, uh, the, the hoodie. Um, also, um, i got to make sure that uh, I throw it our stuff real quick. Uh, make sure you follow myself at CJ Sports one Follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Um, i got to make sure that I thank Monterey's Mexican Restaurant. You can find them at 173 Westwood Shopping Center, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, let them know the one thing they should send you, 10% off your bill. i also got to thank PopBet.com, Digital Throttle, Optimal Fusion, um, Peak Products. i got to thank Yard Barker. Um, and, and i got to make sure that I do a uh, – I make sure that I do a really big uh, shout-out for uh, NASCAR in here. Um, they're one of our partners. And uh, they, they have done many things. They, they gave me the opportunity to go to the Coca-Cola 600. Um, they gave me an opportunity to write for NASCAR.com. A few weeks ago, they gave me the opportunity to go to a Chip Ganassi um, sound garage event. And it was a meet and greet with the drivers that had some uh, artists, uh, Cassidy Folk uh, being the artist. Um, and, and today, they gave me the opportunity to go down to uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame and do a, a media day with the 12 contenders still left in the chase. Um, I, I had a, a very good time. It was a nice trip. It was a, a good time. Um, got to uh, talk to all all of them, but uh, Dale Jr., he was the only one not independent. So the 11 of the 12 chase drivers were there. Um, had a, Like I said, I had a great time. Uh, went ahead and uh, sealed my place in uh, going to Martinsville here in a few weeks. Uh, get, a, get to go to a different track because I've been to uh, Charlotte twice already this year. Been to Daytona, Kentucky, Bristol. Uh, had the opportunity to go to Atlanta, things didn't work out, and uh, they, they were trying to send me back to uh, Charlotte, um, but uh, that wouldn't work around the schedule. But uh, Sunday afternoon, race would, and uh, we had Talladega and Martinsville, and Martinsville was a lot closer. Um, so looking forward to going to Martinsville for the first time. Um, so uh, looking forward to that, and uh, looking forward to uh, having the opportunity to work with NASCAR once again. Um, so great, great time. If you guys missed last night's show, we had uh, Mason Mitchell. Uh, yeah, Mason Mitchell, um, the ARCA Series Point leader, he was on last night. You missed a great time. Um, and, and then Monday night we had uh, Sam Edwards, uh, driver slash co-host, um, had a really, really great time with him as well. Um, looking forward to uh, a, a lot of great things coming up. Um, 
make sure that if you guys have not checked out our site, go over to www.onesaynationsports.com. Just just completed our third month in a row of a record steady pace. Um, I got to, first of all, thank the writers over there. I got to thank everybody that helped share and liked everything that's going on over at 110nationsports.com. And I also got to thank the readers for going over there. Um, and not only are we setting new records every month, where we're even going above. I set my goal above our record, so I have something higher to shoot for. That way, if I don't hit my goal, at least we are setting a new record, and we're even blowing the gold out the water. Um, so uh, looking forward to seeing how this month plays out, uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully continuously growing in, in the pace that we have. Um, every quarter, uh, we have gone up in viewership over 30%. Uh, so I, I got to thank everybody that's made that possible. Also, if you're interested in joining the 110 Nation, if, you, if you're a, a very passionate, um, loyal, dedicated writer, and, and you would like the opportunity to uh, put your work on the, uh, the national stage as we are syndicated through Yard Barker, owned by Fox Sport, or owned by MSN, ran by Fox Sport, get a lot of national attention with a lot of the articles that we have written over our site. Or maybe you want to co-host or host a show, um, or maybe you're one of those people that uh, are better behind the scene. Uh, PR work is uh, our PR lady definitely could use a second hand. Um, or maybe you want to uh, you're, you're good with media, or I'm sorry, good with uh, marketing. Uh, we could definitely use a, somebody in the marketing. Or maybe you are a, a social media guru. Maybe you sit around, tweet all day long, do updates all day long, and you would like to help make our presence on the social media world um, better. Um, hit me up, MrCJSports at gmail.com. I, I would love to have the opportunity to get to talk to you and uh, see about bringing you on with our company. Also, if you're interested in coming on the show, um, I know Ms. Lee has got um, people scheduled two out of the three two out of the three days next week already. Um, but if you're interested in coming on the show, um, all you got to do is hit up Ms. Lee. Uh, you can hit her up. Uh, at the email of Lee, that's L-E-E underscore 110 Nation at Yahoo.com. It doesn't matter if uh, you're you're an athlete, part of some kind of athletic organization, some kind of team. Uh, maybe you have your, your own show or site and you want to come on and promote it and talk sports, or maybe um, you got some kind of charity event going on or some kind of foundation you want to get it out there as we are very, very highly, highly involved um, with a bunch of different uh, charities, such as more than just me raising money for 65 Roses, um, the Kate Beard guys, as we help them raise money for autism and breast cancer uh, awareness, um, with uh, Dylan Martin Racing out of Florida, who we've helped them uh, turn in uh, soda tabs. As a matter of fact, we took 66 pounds of soda tabs um, down to Florida when I went down to Florida for the uh, July, well, I think the July 5th race, but the July 4th weekend race down in Daytona um, to help raise money for the Shriners Hospital. Um, we're, we're constantly involved with a bunch of different community, um, different uh, foundations and charities, and, and we would love to uh, help get your uh, your foundation, your, um, your 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 foundation, whatever you have going on out, get it out there to uh, help spread the word, to help um, get uh, more attention to what you have going on. Um, like I said, all you do is say that Miss Lee. That's L E E underscore one ten nation at yahoo dot com. Um, she would love to have you. Uh, Come on the show, and, and we would love to have a great time with you, as we do every time. Also, don't forget, uh, tomorrow is the debut of 110 Nation Presents uh, Q&A with Mr. CJ Sports. I'm going to take questions that have been sent to me, 
and, and questions out there in the uh, in the sporting world, and, and put my honest, truthful, maybe a, a slight comical, and, and maybe maybe not the, the the most popular answer out there. Um, and, and we're gonna do that from twelve to one. Um, and there's a lot of questions that get constantly asked from a day-to-day basis out there um, that nobody just seems to answer or, or nobody cares to answer. So I'm um, looking forward to uh, having that opportunity to uh, do that from 12 to 1 tomorrow and uh, have, have a great time with that. And uh, um, looking, looking forward to uh, doing something a little bit different out of the uh, usual. Um, and, of course, like I said, tonight we got the fantasy show going on. I love doing this show. It's become the uh, the highlight of my week, having the opportunity to uh, be able to talk to these guys, be able to talk just strictly fantasy football, and uh, and, and just really uh, back and, and enjoy these guys' company and, and be able to talk um, what 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 happened last week and uh, what what is going on in the fantasy world. And it, it never ceased to amaze me um, how much. This this whole fantasy sports stuff has has really taken over the sporting world. Um, I, I can remember being 15, 16 years old and uh, doing my first fantasy league, and I, I and this is how far back it was. We didn't have these apps. We didn't have ESPN fantasy football and Yahoo fantasy football. We had the typewriter and newspaper, and that was basically the extent of. Um, where you got your stats from and how you printed up your stats. There, there was no, uh, um, there, there was no computers. There was no apps. There was no trackers. There was no none of this stuff. And, and to see it go from people pens and paper and, and calculators and typewriters to what we're seeing in the fantasy world today and the impact that it has on the sports and and uh, a lot of people out there feel that that's how teams draft and, and how players get played sometimes. Uh, based on uh, fantasy points and, and uh, making money that way, um, it's definitely uh, been uh, some something that has been in the works for a long time, and it's crazy how much um, this has uh, taken over and how how much money is you know um, going from hand to hand playing a fantasy league. Now, I, I did a fantasy league last year. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to do it this year. I mean, I had the opportunity, but I'm not much. I'm not one for doing free leagues. Um, I'm always for uh, doing paid leagues and finances situation with uh, the unemployment uh, made it un- impossible for me to do a fantasy league. But last year I lost just two games. Um, those two games were uh, five weeks that I just screwed up and didn't change my players around. Um, it was really my fault. Um, but I, I, I had the most points. I ended up taking the league. Um, had had a great time with it, cleared the house, cleaned the bank out of it, um, and really enjoyed it. So I, I do have um, an extensive fantasy background, maybe not to the experience of, of the guys from uh, PPR Fantasy Talk that we're getting ready to get on here in just a second, um, but uh, I, I do have uh, some fantasy uh, background as I've done um, NFL uh, fantasy football, I've done fantasy baseball, and I've done a little bit of fantasy uh, basketball as well. Um, so it, it has become a, a pleasurable um, hobby. Um, so we, what, what better way to uh, kick off the Wednesday night, get ourselves prepared for uh, the NFL week, than be able to sit 60 minutes and, and talk fantasy football and talk um, football, period, really. Uh, before before they call in, as they should be calling any second, um, I, I did do is I do participate in football pools now. 
Um, I uh, went ahead and put out my picks last night, and uh, for those that didn't catch the show last night, I want to go over my picks real quick um, as we get ready for week three. Um, we got Minnesota and Green Bay playing tomorrow night. I do have the Green Bay Packers at home, even though Minnesota kind of uh, awed us and shocked us with a victory uh, last weekend. Um, I, I don't see that repeating in uh, in Green Bay on Lambeau Field. I just don't see that happening. Um, so I, I did go with Green Bay Packers. Um, I have Dallas, believe it or not, over the Houston Texans. I think the deciding factor for me was Brian Fitzpatrick. No, I'm not a Romo fan for those that are new to the show. As a matter of fact, I, I don't really like any other team except for my Cleveland Browns. But I can appreciate the situation in Dallas. I can appreciate that a lot of blame is thrown on a Tony Romo, even though defensively it should be more the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Buffalo and Detroit, I did have Detroit. I just like um, that the Detroit offense. I just think there is a lot of weapons. <coughs> um, plus, I, I am not sold on Kyle Orton being your quarterback. Um, uh, the, the Cleveland and Tennessee game, I had to flip the coin on that. Uh, Cleveland lost all three of the games by a field goal. Or, I'm sorry, they lost the, the two games, but all three of the games have come down to a field goal. Um, Cleveland, even though they're one and two, have been very impressive so far in, at the start of the season. I think that they handle Tennessee. I have Baltimore going into Indianapolis and beating the uh, the Colts. Um, I, I just think there's something about this Colts team. They have a lot of weapons. As long as as long as Joe Flacco does does not go on one of those binges where um, he throws a lot of interceptions, um, I, I just don't see uh, Baltimore losing to the Indianapolis Colts. I got uh, the the temp. Uh, Sorry. Tampa Bay and New Orleans is the next game. I got the uh, New Orleans Saints winning at home. I got Atlanta over Giants in New York. I got Philadelphia at home against St. Louis. I got Carolina at home against Chicago. I got Pittsburgh going into Jacksonville and winning. I got Denver at home against Arizona, which should be a very good game. got San Diego at home over the Jets. I got San Francisco over the Chiefs. And, uh, they, you know, there's a lot of safety for the San Francisco 49ers defense as they did not allow the, the Eagles to score a single point. Um, and, and with all the weaknesses and, and the offense not really clicking on all cylinders, that defense really showed up this last week. And, and even though Kansas City really put a hurting on the New England Patriots, I have enough confidence that the 49ers can win it at home. I got Cincinnati, believe it or not, and I know this is not going to be a popular decision um, by the, uh, the guys that are getting ready to join me. They are from the uh, – the Boston area, but I do have the Cincinnati Bengals going into New England and beating the New England Patriots, and then I have Seattle at Washington. Feel very confident in what that Seattle offense can do and how how efficient that Seattle defense has been against this Washington Redskins. Those were my picks for this week as I'm trying to get this rebooted real quick, and then we're going to get you on. Um, for some reason, I uh, – Lost the uh, we go. lost the screencast, uh, so I want to get everybody put it back up. Um, I want to welcome. I'm not sure which one this is, but one of the guys from the PPR Fantasy Talk. Um, who am I speaking with tonight? This is uh, Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing tonight, Kevin? Good. How are you? I can't complain. As always, I want to give you an opportunity, real quick, um, to uh, plug your guys's. Uh, uh, social media, the uh, the Twitter. Um, I don't remember if you guys are in anything else. I know you guys are not on Facebook quite yet, but I want to give you guys the opportunity, give you an opportunity to place, uh, uh, put out your social media and, and your site and talk about it for a second. 
as uh, we get ready to uh, go ahead and do this as we do every Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, we've been on uh, the last three weeks. Um, our social media info is uh, PPR Fantasy Talk, so you can follow us at PPR Fantasy Talk. The website is www.pprfantasytalk.com. Um, uh, for anyone who hasn't been on there, we just do uh, we'll, we'll write blogs about certain players. Uh, we'll have rankings. Uh, we do uh, a wife of the week, so we pick a player uh, and uh, write about his wife, pretty much. So this week we had uh, Matthew Stafford's wife uh, or fiance on there. Um, so this week we'll have uh, the rankings up for the week, our weekly rankings at uh, each position uh, up by tomorrow night's game, and um, then we'll also uh, have our f- cheap FanDuel plays uh, uploaded either tomorrow or Friday. Um, do we have uh, Chet as well? Is that who I just plugged yeah. in? Yeah, Chet, okay. Chet's here. All right, just just making sure I was just plugging somebody that, that I knew who it was on there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Uh, oh, no problem. The, uh, the the privilege and the honor is definitely all mine. I, I definitely uh, have gotten to the point that I really, really enjoy, and I just pulled up Matthew Stafford's uh, – uh, fiance and uh, yes, yeah, she is definitely uh, fantasy of the uh, fantasy wife of the big party. <laughs> um, um, but uh, it, it definitely became one of my uh, favorite shows of the week. So uh, it's it, it's definitely an honor. Um, first of all, we're gonna start off as we always do, since you guys are from the uh, Boston area. Um, well, we're gonna start off the show tonight with what the heck happened to the New England Patriots this weekend. First of all. And second of all, is this what fantasy owners have been waiting on when it comes to Jamal Charles? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, yeah, the Patriots uh, looked atrocious. It was uh, pretty hard to watch. Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, a factor of a bunch of different things. Uh, first off, our offensive line. We were starting, uh, I think, three new linemen that game. Our offensive line is in shambles. Uh, I mean, there's a play where uh, the the play where Brady got uh sacked and stripped uh, that guy got in pretty much untouched in like under three seconds uh he also has no weapons i mean if you just cover him and i mean uh, edelman he has got no one to throw to unless and then gronk's only playing is gronk still being limited so the snaps he's in i mean he's getting targeted almost like 50 percent of the snaps he's in so it's it's tough to it's tough for brady right now i mean it looks like great it's all brady's fault which he's definitely digressed a little bit, but at the same time, they just don't have the weapons. They don't have the offensive line. Um, I mean, they got to go out and get him a lineman or a receiver or something. Uh, the one bright side, I guess, is Brandon LaFell looked a little bit better. Uh, he had a good game. He was like the only thing that, only player that actually looked good. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I I agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to come in and uh, beat us this coming week. And I'm actually going to the game, so it's going to be pretty rough. But uh, yeah, so in the, about Charles, I think this is a, this is the Jamal Charles we've been waiting for. He's the centerpiece of that offense. Everything revolves around Jamal Charles. Passing game, running game, it's all Charles. Now that he's fully healthy, I expect to see what he did last game almost every week. I mean, not, maybe not the three touchdowns, but he's going to get the touches. He gets the goal line looks, whether it's running it or catching it. But yeah, he looks awesome. That's why he was pretty much the consensus number one pick in all these leagues. He's uh, he's the top back. Now, with Jamal Charles and, and, and them going into Levi Stadium this week, and they play in the 49ers defense, and, and this 49 defense didn't allow any points. Even though the scoreboard said 21, that was nothing to do with that defense. Um, for, for those that have Jamal Charles on their, their fantasy uh, team coming up in week five, 
how cautious do you have to be on, especially the FanDuel uh, guys um, that, that that are going and playing the weekly and have the opportunity or contemplating whether or not to get Jamal Charles, how how cautious you got to be with the 49ers defense that we're not quite sure. Um, and like I said, this week they didn't allow anything. They didn't allow the 40, really the, the um, Eagles to do really anything at all. Um, and, and then until that last, basically the last drive, and they almost had just as many yards in the one drive as they had in the complete game going up to that point. Yeah. And then also, um, LaShawn, or I'm sorry, um, and with the 49ers defense having the injuries and the suspensions they have, is there a, a concern on whether or not you, you go out and get Jamal Charles if you're doing a fan duel, or do you start Jamal uh, Charles or take that risk if maybe you have another strong back on a, a regular league that you might have somebody on the bench that might be uh, available that might be playing an easier team? Yeah, I, um, I guess I'll I'll check those. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kev. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I was gonna say uh, I think for Fanduel purposes, I'm not playing Charles. He's pretty expensive still, and you can get better value. Like you could get um, Lashawn McCoy at like I think he's 8,200, or you just spend the money on Demarco Murray, who's honestly becoming like a must start. He's like getting I think plus at least 15 points or higher every week. But if you have Jamal Charles in your uh, in a regular regular fantasy league, you have to play him. Uh, the 49ers are known for their run defense, so he's not going to run for a lot, I don't think. But he will catch passes out of the backfield, dump off. He's still going to get his points, especially in PPR leagues. So you have you can't sit Jamal Charles this week. But I wouldn't go after him in Sandal. I think he can get better options, and I'll, I'll let Chet say what he thinks too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much uh, agree with Kev on this one. You know, I, I could see him uh, maybe breaking a couple plays. Uh, for the more for the majority of it, I think uh, his points will probably come from receptions. I could see him catching upwards of eight to ten balls. You know, he could go anywhere in that range. Uh, running room is always tough to come by in San Fran, but we did see Demarco Murray steamroll them week one. Um, but of course, he steamrolled everyone. So you know, you don't really know what to expect. I think uh, Andy Reid did a good job getting him out in space against New England, but. Um, yeah, as far as daily fantasy is concerned, I think there's better options for the money, like Kev said, DeMarco Murray. I even would bank on LaShawn McCoy in a bounce back. But, um, yeah, if, if he's on your team, you, you're not benching him. And, and that was going to be my next uh, my next point was the Philadelphia Eagles. As LaShawn McCoy tried to – and they, they tried to give him his touches, and he just could not get through that defensive line. And, and to be all fairness, the, the 49ers did not have a lot of success running the ball either. Um, but this has been a couple weeks now that we've seen LaShawn McCoy, even though he's got the touches, he is not getting the yardage. Um, they, they are going up against a St. Louis team, um, depending on who you talk to. Some feel that St. Louis – defense is pretty good. Some of them, as they're sitting at the bottom of their division, uh, would like to argue otherwise, but I feel that they have a pretty pretty uh, stable defense. Um, is LaShawn McCoy uh, a guy that we're wanting to mess with at all again this week, or do we need to wait to see him actually be productive um, before we start thinking about putting LaShawn McCoy back in our lineup or start drafting in the Fandles? Yeah, I would uh, – I think he bounces back this week uh, – he started off the season great going up against Jacksonville and, and uh, Indy, who both both have a really poor rush defense. And But then he went up against Washington, who actually has a really good rush defense. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, like how good it is. I mean, he had 19 carries for 22 yards against them. And then San Fran is, is like, they're, they're probably top three 
top uh, best run defenses in the league. So I think he bounces back against St. Louis. The one thing about with the Eagles is they're also suffering. Their their offensive line didn't look good at all. Nick Foles had no time, and the whole the whole way the Eagles' offense revolves around it revolves around the run game. If they can't establish the run, they're screwed. I mean, they're all about running, dump offs, little things like that. So if they can't get McCoy going or even Sproles going, they're in trouble. So I, I think he bounces back. He might be in a little trouble this week going against. Uh, 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 the Rams, just because the Rams do have a good defensive line, one of the best in the league, but I still think he's too good of a running back to be held down. I think he bounces back, and he, for 8,300, it's cheaper for a top running back. For a really elite running back, it's not a bad price on FanDuel, and obviously you have to play him in your uh, fantasy league. So I'll let you take it. Yeah, you know I got uh, I got Shady going for a buck eighty and a touchdown, so uh, I say start him, get him in there. Wow, wow, bold. <laughs> Now, uh, another running back, since we're still talking about running backs, um, Jamarco Murray, and you guys are high on the, on him, and, and for obvious reasons, as he's been very uh, productive. Um, is there any concern against this Houston defense, who ha- has been pretty good to this point? Um, they, they, they might not be a top three, top five kind of defense, but they have been pretty good um, scoring points. As we watched J.J. Watts have an 80-yard pick six, I mean, who, who, who at that size outruns a whole a whole team uh, other than J.J. Watts? But uh, should should we expect the, the same at home with uh, DeMarco Murray as we have been seeing, or can this Houston defense slow down DeMarco Murray for uh, fantasy points this week? I expect um, Murray to run all over him. Uh, uh, Rashad Jennings, when he faced Houston, he ran for 170 yards. I think Murray's going to absolutely dominate. The Cowboys finally understand that they have to run the ball to win. So I think he's going to absolutely dominate. I think he's easily, in my eyes, the number one back this week, and I think Chet would probably agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has at least 100 yards rushing and a touchdown in every single game. I uh, I expect that trend to continue. You know, he's he's running behind arguably the best offensive line in the league. They're young. They're talented. They're athletic. Uh, three of them, I believe, are first-round draft picks, you know, even even when he's got no hole, he's he's big enough and strong enough to create his own. He's got almost a little Adrian Peterson in him, so uh, I, there's no stopping him. Uh, the only thing that can stop him now is an injury. Uh, he's a must-start. He's in must-start territory for sure. Now, you, you brought up the, this Washington defense being a really good rush defense. Um, uh, Marshawn Lynch goes against this Washington defense at FedEx Field on Monday night. Uh, will, will this be a uh, point-producing night for Marshawn Lynch, um, or, or is this going to be more of the the air air game that's going to be getting the points? And should we stay away from Marshawn Lynch? I'll let you take it. Um, I believe Seattle's going to win this one in dominant fashion, and their skill players. I, I don't think there's. I, I wouldn't fade any of them. I, if I got Marshawn Lynch, I'm playing him. I actually got a couple FanDuel lineups that include him. Uh, I think he's pretty much, I don't want to say matchup proof, but he's as close as it gets at the running back position to matchup proof. He's got an excellent team, an excellent line. They can run, they can pass. And I, I, if you got beast mode, you're playing him. I, I don't think you can fade him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I don't think... Uh, Washington's going to be able to move the ball. That's the one issue. Their rush defense can be as good as they want, but I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. And with Seattle crushing them, I think they're just going to pound it on the ground. 
And uh, he's going to get at least – I think he gets two scores. He might not run for that many yards, but I think he gets two scores this week. He, he's matchup-proof. I mean, that whole offense revolves around him. Uh, I don't I, see any week where you'd ever want to fade him. I have one more running back I want to throw out there, and then I'll let you guys throw out any running backs before we switch positions. Um, Matt Forte, going against this Carolina P- uh, Panthers defense, was uh, one of the best last year. Started off the season very good. The last two games have kind of been shaky. Um, and, and they've taken a couple defeats. Uh, will Matt Forte have a, uh, a day in the sun in Carolina, or will it be a, a dark, gloomy kind of afternoon for Matt Forte? Uh, I have Matt Forte on my fantasy team, actually, and he hasn't got a touchdown yet, but in PPR he's been good because he gets so many catches. So in PPR, he's definitely, I think, going to have a good day. I mean, he's targeted so much. And Carolina's defense – looks honestly awful. I don't know what happened. I don't know how they became, I don't know what, I honestly just don't understand how they've gone downhill so quickly, but they haven't looked good. And I think Forte gets his first touchdown this week. He, last week he ran for a ton of yards. I think he had like 130 yards, but Jay Cutler, the bum he is, kept turning the ball over and uh, prevented Forte and all of his red zone uh, opportunities. But I think Forte this week, I think he can get a hundred yards and I think he's going to get a TD this week. Uh, He's too good of a running back not to, and he's going to get his catches. So I, I love Matt Forte. Uh, I love him this week. Yeah, you know, I tend to agree with Kev here. He's, he's overdue for a touchdown. Um, he's going to get his looks. He's going to get his catches. you got a banged-up Brandon Marshall. That's also going to play into it. If, if Marshall sits, you know Forte is going to get 12, 10 targets. Um, of course, Alshon Jeffrey is going to demand some targets as well. But, um, you know, I, I think Forte is a, a top-five running back play this week, regardless of the defense he's playing against. And uh, like you said, Carolina's regressed defensively. They're still, they still have some talent on that side of the ball. But um, if you got Forte, you know, you got to feel confident heading into this week. So I definitely will be uh, targeting him on FanDuel as well. And uh, any other core, any other running backs that we've not had the opportunity to run run through that you guys would like to throw out there, maybe a, a sleeper or, or somebody maybe you all feel that maybe has done good the last few weeks that maybe we need to stay away from this week or uh, anything else uh, that you all like to put out there on the running back uh, topic? Uh, yeah. I'll start. Um, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll check, actually. Uh, I'll, hey, well, well, I guess I'll start. Well, for uh, me, I like, um, I like Reggie Bush this week if uh, Joy Bell's out. Uh, definitely because yep. uh, he's got, he got a concussion, so he might be out. So Reggie Bush w- w- could be a good start against Buffalo if he's getting all the attention. And then my other one's Thursday night, for, especially for Spandle, cheap play. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, he looks like an absolute freak of nature. He's uh, A lot of people might – if you're a big fantasy guy, you heard of him, but if you're not, you probably don't know who he is. Uh, he's a rookie. He was, like a, I believe, a second-round pick out of uh, some university in Georgia, not a main – it was a kind of a no-name college, but – He's a freak athlete. He he ran like a four three forty, and he can bench. He got like the most bench bets out of all the running backs at the combine this year. And uh, he ran really well last week. He ran. He's a much better athlete than the starter Asiata. Asiata just got the touchdowns, but McKinnon is the much better runner, and he still can be the goal line guy because he's he's small and bulky, almost like a Maurice Jones Drew type guy. So I like him in Fanduel. He's fifty eight hundred. If you uh, need a cheap running back, I definitely like him against Green Bay. Yeah, you know, I agree. I also, um, last week I know I told people to, to get on the uh, Kerry Robinson train. I'm staying on it, at least for this week. Uh, I expect a big bounce back from New Orleans. They're due for a big game. And Kerry is due for a touchdown. He has not scored since he's taken over 
uh, the role since Ingram's gone down. I expect that to change. I uh, still forty nine hundred on FanDuel, mm-hmm. and to me that pushes him into must start territory for that kind of coin. So I'm definitely on the Kerry Robinson trade. Now. The, the next position I'm looking at here is the quarterback position, and here is an interesting one for me. Um, I, I lived and died basically by the Denver Broncos last year when I took my league, and, and Peyton Manning obviously was a big reason for my success last year. Denver and, and Peyton Manning specifically is going against an Arizona defense that uh, is you know, arguably one of the best secondaries out there um, with uh, Patrick Peterson and, uh, and company out there. Um, what what do you guys suggest when it comes to whether or not going to get Peyton Manning, starting Peyton Manning? Um, I, I know it's hard to even contemplate benching somebody uh, of his caliber, uh, but some defenses they don't match up well. Some defenses are, are really just that good, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not gonna say that the Arizona defense is just that good, but they are. Uh, I, I would say arguably at least a top five defense this year so far. Um, and especially what they've done in their, to their opponents, such as the uh, 49ers. Um, what, what do you guys expect point-wise? Uh, is Peyton Manning a, a good start or is somebody uh, – or are you better off starting somebody if you have a, a very, uh, really good backup or should you stay away from them in the fan duel? Um, I, I'll take this one. Uh, i I got to be honest with you. Call it a hunch, but um, I think this is going to be an absolute annihilation of the Arizona Cardinals. I, I don't think this one's going to be close. And uh, if I got a Broncos skill player, I'm starting them. Uh, I, I don't think you even consider fading Peyton Manning. Um, I would start him in a heartbeat, and I'd do it with confidence. I'd start Demarius Thomas against Patrick Peterson. And uh, most of all, I think this is going to be Monty Ball's coming out party. You know, we haven't seen what everybody kind of expected, that first-round value. I think this is the week where uh, he struts the stuff that – Broncos coming off a loss in a bye week. I, I think that they're uh, they're primed to explode. I think we're going to see some fireworks. I, I don't think it's going to be a blow like Chet does, but uh, I Manning's a must-start. You can't really sit him. The only matchup you can even debate him if you have a good backup is against Seattle, but he's a must-start. I wouldn't go after him in Fandle. He's pretty expensive. He's the second highest guy in luck, but I wouldn't pay for him. But I don't think it's going to be a blow, and I think – I think Denver wins by maybe seven, but I don't think anywhere near a blowout. Now, right. Yahoo has <laughs> Yahoo has Aaron Rodgers number one uh, for this week, and, and I'm not going to argue that against Minnesota's defense. I, I just have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers and, and Jordy Nelson are going to get a lot of points. Um, number two they have on this list is Drew Brees, who this team has suffered a lot. They're they're one and what, one and three, and they're going against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that I, I, at this point I don't even know what to say about Tampa Bay. Uh, as two weeks ago we watched them lose like 52 to 14 to Atlanta, and then this last week we watched them come back and beat the Steelers like 17 to 16 and, and shut down that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Um, Drew Brees is this going to be the coming out party of the year, and New Orleans get things uh, going in the right direction, and we see Drew Brees and company get a lot of points. Um, or, or can this Tampa Bay defense uh, ruin some fantasy uh, league owners' uh, heart uh, feelings this week and uh, keep Drew Brees to a minimum? Uh, I agree with Rodgers. Definitely the number one. Um, he's gonna. He looked like the best quarterback last week. 
Uh, Drew Brees has scared me. I don't know what his issue is. He hasn't looked great at all. I don't – I mean, he's still a top-five quarterback, but I w- wouldn't play him in FanDuel. If you have him in your regular league, I'd start him. Um, I actually like um, – my for a top-three quarterback this week, I like Ben Roethlisberger against Jacksonville. Him and Antonio Brown look like the best tandem in the league right now. I mean, everything they – every pass they throw to – he throws to him, he's catching it, so – I think Brown still. I think he has another huge week, maybe two TDs, and I think uh, Roethlisberger tears up the Jacksonville Jaguars just like everyone else has. Yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, I do think the Saints are, you know, they're frustrating because we don't really know how good they are. You know, we're we're used to seeing this prolific offense, this high-profile quarterback, and uh, an explosive play every game, and that's just not what we've gotten this year. And um, it's it's tough to say that they can't still do it. But, you know, it's it's almost like the New England Patriots. Like, where are you? Like, what are you doing, you know? So, um, I'm not counting Drew Brees out for a four-touchdown day, but I don't – you know, I, I, I think there are more comfortable options. Like like Kev said, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, against Jacksonville, he's, he's going he's gonna to put up two or three touchdowns for sure at a lower cost than Drew Brees. So, um, I think you could roll the dice on Breeze if you got him for sure on a, on a fantasy team for the season. But um, on daily fantasy, probably uh, probably not worth the money at this point until he shows that uh, he can produce at the Drew Breeze level that we're used to seeing. Now, last week I, I threw out some uh, names that we don't talk about a lot, and, and that was mainly focused on the Cincinnati Bengals and They've had, you know, a 3-0 and start at a decent season, and, um, you know, I'm obviously not the only one that thinks that Cincinnati can go into New England and beat the Patriots. But another name that I don't see on this list, and I'm looking at the top 11, I've not scrolled down, I'm sure he's not too far below that, but a name that's not still getting a lot of talk. And I know interceptions is kind of a focal point when we talk, when I bring this name up. But the weapons that they have with Jacoby Jones, with Torrey Smith, and with Steve Smith Sr., and a running game that has not slowed down any, so they have a well-balanced attack, um, is Joe Flacco at this point not a name, a household name in the fantasy league that's getting a lot of attention? Um, And second of all, is that somebody in the FanDuel league um, that is a good bang for their buck? I'm not sure what the value is over there. Um, but I'm assuming if there's still not a lot of talk and he's not even in the top 12 here on the Yahoo Sports, um, I, I'm assuming that FanDuel has probably got him at a decent price. Um, how is the Flacco train rolling these days? Chet, you want to take it? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll take this one. Um, you know, the past uh, four or five years, uh, I've always veered away from Flacco. You know, I've never been a big fan of Flacco. He's always had this cannon of an arm, uh, weapons, great weapons, and a team that can win. But the fantasy numbers just haven't been there. And uh, this year, he's actually he's been a competent quarterback. He's he's produced above average Flacco numbers. Um, so you know, I think you could take a flyer on him. Uh, I think there's worse options out there, but. Um, I think there's better options, and I think there's better value if you're playing daily fantasy. And, um, you know, you could probably count on a couple touchdowns. They did lose, obviously, Ray Rice. Um, their running game hasn't really missed a beat, though. They got a pretty good offensive line over there. Steve Smith is uh, lighting the world on fire. I think uh, – I, I don't think that uh, it would be 
that bad of a move to start him. Uh, like I said, there's better options, but for the price, for the for the value you're getting in that, I think go ahead, roll the dice. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You could get a four touchdown game out of him. Yeah, Steve Smith is really uh. I think elevated this play. I mean, now that it, before it was Torrey Smith, Jacoby Jones was more of just a deep threat. He's just fast. So before it was just Torrey Smith. But now that they have both Smith, I mean, it sucks that he lost Pitta because uh, Pitta was definitely one of his favorite targets. But he still has looked a lot better. Um, he's been doing pretty well fantasy. He's right in the middle. He's averaging uh, 17 points on uh, FanDuel. He's 7,500, which is right in the middle. I mean, same like right around where like Eli, uh, Romo, are and uh, he's not a terrible play, especially since Indy, uh, they're not the best pass defense that falls through on them. I mean, they faced Jacksonville, and um, last week they had a gimme too. Um, who they faced last week? They faced um, Tennessee, so they've had two easy matchups. So I think he definitely is worth if you're looking at somewhat cheap, uh, you could go him, but if you're looking at to play a real cheap FanDuel quarterback, watch Teddy Bridgewater's status. I would play if he's playing i'm playing him i i was really impressed by everything he did last week um against uh, atlanta so i think he could definitely on a thursday night game i think he could definitely step up and uh throw on green bay yeah i, I was going to ask that because uh, that green bay defense has never really been uh, to me green bay's been one of those teams that they prefer to outscore their opponent versus stop their opponent um, they, they they live and die on whether or not their out their offense can outscore every team in the league, and uh, that that was going to be a question. Uh, there's one name, one more name I want to throw out, and I'm going to let you guys run with it on the uh, the category of quarterbacks. Um, you mentioned his name already, and that's Eli Manning. They started off 0-2, and now they've gone on a two-game win streak. He was phenomenal um, against Washington, and I believe he had four touchdowns that rushed for a touchdown. Um, has he start? Is he starting to get back in the good graces of the uh, fantasy owners, um, or is he still somebody that I, I know? One week we can watch him throw 200 yards and five interceptions. The next week we can watch him throw four or 500 yards and five touchdowns. Um, you you really and, and him and Tony Romo are kind of the same boat. You really don't know what you're going to get. Um, but two weeks in a row of them putting a victory up and him starting to look back into championship form, um, is a fantasy owner starting to jump back on that bandwagon? Uh, I like Eli this week. Atlanta sucks on the road. Uh, to put it bluntly, they're a terrible road team. And this is in New York. He's got his red zone guy now in Donnell. If, if you watch the game, I mean, Donnell, he was just lobbing everything up to Donnell in the red zone. And Victor Cruz is finally becoming himself. Uh, Ruben Randall looks really good. And they have that rookie Parker. Um, they have a good run game. New York, I think, is going to get their stuff together. They're a weird team. They like, like Over the past few years, they'll start off slow, and then they'll just win a bunch of games in a row. They're a weird team. I think Eli is finally getting this offense. And I think, I think he's not a bad play for 7,300 against Atlanta, especially having Atlanta uh, be the road team. who They're just terrible on the road as you saw last week when they faced Minnesota. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with Kev here. I think uh, this one has all the makings of a shootout, um, Atlanta and New York. Neither of them are excellent defenses and very competent quarterbacks. Um, I, I like I like Eli Manning for the money. Uh, however, I, I think there are better plays, like Roethlisberger, as we stated. Um I do like Manning. I like his weapons more. You know, I, I, I would, I'd feel confident rolling out Victor Cruz, uh, maybe even Donnell, although a three-touchdown performance is hard to follow up. Uh, he could hit value. Um, 
I, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, the, the, you know, how this game unwinds. You know, I, I could see it being a blowout on either either team, and I could see it being uh, a shootout down to the down to the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, roll them out, roll them out, roll the dice. That's what that's what Chet says. Um, any, uh-huh. any other quarterbacks you, you guys want to throw in there, sleepers, uh, potential bust, um, any any other thing you guys want to throw out there in the quarterback category? Um, I'll go out and say I love Philip Rivers this week. He's probably my number two quarterback behind Rodgers. I think it goes Rodgers, Rivers, and Roethlisberger. I love uh, I love Rivers this week. Going against the Jets, whose secondary just is terrible. Um, it's in San Diego. Uh, I think Rivers has another big week. He's finally – him and Keenan Allen got their stuff together last week, and uh, they look good. Eddie Royal looks good. Uh, Antonio Gates. Uh, I, think, I think this is a big week for uh, Rivers against the Jets. Uh, this this hurts my soul. This this truly does hurt me to say this, but uh, Andy Dalton uh, he should shred the Patriots. Uh, you know I'm I'm I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. As rare as that is, but uh, I do think uh, Andy Dalton's primed for a big one. Wide wide receiver category. Yahoo's got Antonio Brown as the number one receiver, which uh, you guys have already talked about the, that, and uh, Roethlisberger being probably the best tandem right now. Um, uh, I, I know last week you guys talked about Golden Tate and, and was high on Golden Tate, and, and, and I give you guys, you guys were right and, and then wrong. Uh, you guys said that Golden Tate would have a good week, but. Uh, it shouldn't affect Calvin Johnson. Well, Calvin Johnson didn't put up anything at Golden Tate, uh, ran with it, and uh, I want to say 120, 130-something yards, um, had a great week. They got Calvin Johnson uh, fourth this week against a Buffalo defense um, that I'm, I'm still not sold on. Um, should, we, should we expect Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate to have a great day against this Buffalo team, um, or will it be one or the other? I think they both have a good week. I think Calvin Johnson – has more like a week one uh, performance. I think he, he's too good to be held intact for this long. Uh, I think he definitely breaks out. And Golden Tate has looked really good, too. He was a great addition in the offseason. He's paying off big for uh, Stafford. I think they both have good weeks this week. It's in Detroit. Uh, I think they show up, and I think uh, Stafford gets both in the ball. I could see each of them getting a touchdown. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Uh I agree. Tate's Tate's always one of those players. He's good for uh, at least at least around you know four or five catches, sixty yards, somewhere around there. And Calvin Calvin typically is good for uh, seven eight yards, a hundred or seven eight catches, a hundred yards. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll change as long as Calvin's on the field. Uh, he was used as a decoy last year. I mean, last game. I do believe that um, if he's on the field and he's a hundred percent or anywhere close to it, anywhere above. You know, fifty percent. Uh, I I I feel confident playing him. I think he's a threat to score every time he's on the field. So I like them both this week. Yeah, I, I think last week the reason Calvin got shut down is Rex Ryan's one of the best defensive guys uh, coaches in the league. And I think he planned his whole game plan around Johnson and said, if we're going to get beat, it's got to be someone else. I think. I mean, that's a Rex Ryan move. Rex Ryan's a, he like I said I I love him as a defensive coach don't really like him in general because I hate the Jets but defensively he's a genius and uh, that was definitely their strategy shut down Calvin if he, they need to beat us they got to use someone else and that's what happened but I think Calvin definitely bounces back this week. Now um, AJ Green is seventh on their list and, and uh, the, they're going against obviously the Patriots uh, secondary um, is. 
the seventh best receiver to uh, to pick up this week. Is that a fair value, or do you guys think, with your guys in secondary, speaking of the Patriots, um, do you think that uh, A.J. Green will uh, prove to be worth more than a, a seventh rank uh, going into week five? Yeah, this is kind of a tough one because I still don't know what the what the hell the Patriots are doing with Revis. If they're ever going to pick a week where they go, Revis, you're on him, almost like what they did with um, um, Tlaib last year when they had him. When they, they used Tlaib perfectly. They said, you're on him if you're going to shut him down, like when he shut down Jimmy Graham. But they're not using Revis right. This is a perfect week for them to go so we can actually see what Revis really is. I want them to put Revis on A.J. Green, and we can see exactly how good Revis still is. And if that's the case, I think Revis can cover A.J. Green still. I still think he's a top corner, but that's why A.J. Green's a little risky this week because I, I don't know how the Patriots are going to use Revis. If they're, if they're going to keep playing this zone coverage, then I think A.J. Green's going to tear us up. Uh, to me, um, I don't think A.J. Green is really coverable. Uh, I think you could put two guys, you know, you could put your two best guys on him, and uh, he's going to find a way to, to beat you. Uh, he's going to get his. I don't think Rebus can stop him. I don't think Sherman can stop him. I don't think anybody can stop him. Um, the question is, can we, you know, you know, speaking for New England, how are we going to score on this Cincinnati defense? But I, I, I digress. Uh, as far as A.J. Green is concerned, uh I play him. He, I think he's going to put up uh, pretty big numbers. Marvin Jones out again. Green is the centerpiece of that offense, and uh, he's an uncoverable monster. I, I, I don't care who's on him. Uh, let's go, Pats. That's what I will say. Yeah, I expect I expect uh, Cincinnati to run all over us. I expect them to use the run to absolutely destroy us. We can't. We our defense was. Uh, I mean, we we were horrible stopping the run last week. I think uh, Jeremy Hill and Gio are going to run all over us. I don't know exactly how A.J. Green's going to do. I disagree with Chet. I think if you give Revis the chance to play man on him, I think he can cover him. I, I, I mean, obviously, obviously Green's going to get his catches, but I think I think Revis can limit him. I think he can shadow him and limit limit his uh, success against us. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's another name I want to throw out there, and I want to let you guys kind of run with the wide receiver um, categories. There's a little bit more receivers um, than there is when it comes to the quarterback and running back position. Um, they got Julio Jones, number two, and you guys both have uh, noted that uh, you guys have your concerns against Atlanta going into the uh, New York, playing this Giants defense. Um, it is a number two ranking by Yahoo Sports, a, a fair value uh, for Julio Jones, and how is he valued in, in Fanzul, and is he worth a, a grab this week, or is that somebody – um, that they need to stay away from, especially how Atlanta performs on the road. Uh, Julio, I, I believe Julio is a is a must play. I think this week, you know, last week was the first week he recorded less than seven catches. That is an anomaly for him. He he's a, a receiving monster. You, you can't cover the guy. They have other weapons. Try and double him, and Roddy White's going to burn you. Uh, I I think Julio's going to have. Uh, Upwards of nine catches, hundred plus yards, and a touchdown or two. So I I pay for him, and I don't care what his price is. I'm paying for him. I'm playing him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like Atlanta's a horrible road team, but I think it's more their defense that's affected by it. Their defense sucks on the road. I'm not sure why. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Eli's going to be able to throw on them, and I think they're going to be able to throw on uh, the Giants. And Julio Jones, I think the 
next closest thing to like a Calvin. He's he's really uncoverable. He's he's a freak athlete. He's fast. He's tall. Um, he's been tearing it up this year. Like when he's healthy, he's pretty much I think right behind Calvin is the second best receiver. Um, so I definitely I don't know if I'd go after him in Fanduel. He's pretty expensive, but I think in normal lineups, I think he's a must start. Um, other receivers that you guys like I said this. The receiver pot is a lot bigger than the rest of them, and we can go all day and I can name receivers all day long. Um, but uh, give me a few receivers that you guys feel that uh, are, are must grabs this week um, in FanDuel or must starts in regular uh, other leagues, and uh, who do we need to steer clear of this week? Uh, I I think you um, I think. Uh, Antonio Brown's the number one. I think against Jacksonville, Jacksonville is the worst team, in, or I think second worst. I think the Raiders are the worst. But I think Antonio Brown, is. if you're going to go for a really high-priced receiver, I think you go Antonio Brown. I think he's the number one in my book. Um, I also like Calvin Benjamin this week against uh, Chicago, who has pretty much shown that they can't cover the pass. Um, for a cheap one, this is kind of a weird one, but for the Thursday night game, uh, Jarius Wright. Uh, he was Teddy Bridgewater. This is if Teddy Bridgewater plays, by the way. But if Teddy Bridgewater plays, I like Jarius Wright. He was his main target in that uh, the last game against Atlanta, and it's because they were second string. They were on the second string uh, practice or the second string team together, so they have a lot of chemistry practicing together and everything. And I mean, he, that was his number one guy. He was looking for, and he looked really good. He was fast. Patterson wasn't doing anything. They almost used Patterson like a decoy, and Wright was the one getting all the catches. And uh, Wright's as cheap as you can get in a fan deal. He's 4500 So if Bridgewater plays against a Green Bay defense that isn't anything special, I like Jarius Wright as a real cheap uh, receiver play. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's actually a, a really good sleeper to call out there. But um, for me, I think um, I look at New Orleans again, and I'm thinking Brandon Cooks. You know, you watch this guy in college. Uh, he didn't go – well, he didn't really go one game without putting up a big play, but uh, he is long overdue for a big play. I think he could take a screen 80 yards to the house. I think he's going to do it soon. It's it's this week or the next. I, I think this is the week. Uh, they're due for a win. I really I, I love Brandon Cooks to get a, a bunch of targets this week and uh, to maybe break a big play for the, uh, for the end zone. So I'm definitely playing Brandon Cooks. Yeah, the other, the only other thing I would do is keep an eye on Andre Johnson. He's, uh, he didn't practice today. He's injured. He left uh, last week's game in the fourth quarter. And um, if he doesn't go, I like DeAndre Hopkins more than I liked him before. I mean, Hopkins is still a good play even if he uh, Johnson plays. But without Johnson, Hopkins is going to be the guy. He has three TDs in uh, out of the four games this year. So Hopkins has been a real stud. And I think if uh, Johnson sits, I really like Hopkins. I think he's sixty nine hundred. So. Yeah, I like that play. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, um, who who for those that uh, participate in leagues that involve defenses, and, and I'm assuming FanDuel, you still got to get a defense. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure on that. Um, if that's mm-hmm. the case, what defenses do you guys like this week? I like Cincinnati against uh, the yeah. Patriots. It's sad to say, but I don't see us being able to block their uh, their defensive line. I think they're going to sack us. I think they're going to pressure Brady. Brady has no one to throw to. Our offensive line is in shambles. So I, I mean, it sucks to say, but I like, I like them. I also like um, the Chargers against the Jets, uh, and uh, for cheap or for a little bit cheaper, I guess, 
Uh, actually, they're they're actually right in the middle at, uh, on uh, FanDuel, but the Steelers defense against the Jaguars is pretty obvious. So you can just fill in whatever defense goes up against them. And the Steelers defense is they looked really bad at the beginning, but they've definitely improved a little, so they don't look too bad now. So I think you can play uh, Pittsburgh too with confidence. Yeah, you know those, those are uh, the, those are two of the defenses I was going to throw out there. Unfortunately, Cincinnati, you know their defense is. Uh, uh, as close to a matchup-proof de- defense as you're going to get outside of maybe Seattle. You know, they uh, continue to put up points and play uh, excellent defense with an excellent uh, front seven. And um, we've proven time and time again that the Patriots cannot block the pass rush. So uh, I'm a little scared, uh, to say the least. Um, I do like San Diego as well. Um as far as Pittsburgh is concerned, you know, Bortles has actually shown me something. I... I'm not so keen on playing a defense against Bortles, especially if it's uh, an underwhelming unit like Pittsburgh. However, you know, he is a rookie. He's bound to make mistakes. Uh, We'll see how that one goes. I could see that going either way. I could see a close game or a blowout. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, let me also add, for people who make a fan lineup up there, if you're actually, like, don't have a lot of money for a defense, say you're going under uh, 5,000, I like Cleveland against Tennessee. Uh, Locker's coming back. Um, he's been absolutely horrible this year. T- Tennessee has been getting crushed every week. Uh, so I like Cleveland. And then another kind of odd one is uh, most people wouldn't do it. Is it's it's a little bit riskier, but I think the Rams against uh, the Eagles. The Eagles didn't look too good last week. Their offensive line was having trouble. They're getting pressure. And the Rams, like I said earlier, the Rams have a great offensive line. I mean, a defensive line. So they're definitely going to get pressure to Foles. And uh, I could see them, you know, maybe getting uh, maybe getting a few sacks and uh, some turnovers. So the Rams wouldn't be a terrible play either. Um, and, and, and I was, you, you kind of answered the question, but I'm going a little bit more in-depth with that. Um, at, at this point, uh, I've watched the Cleveland Browns play three games, and they're one and two, and all three other games have come down to three points or less. Um, at this point, is there a Cleveland Brown player that you would actually start on your fantasy league team um, going into week five? Uh, I'd probably go if I was going to start anyone at this point. I think you got to go on uh, Andrew Hawkins. Uh, he, he's been their most consistent guy so far, and uh, with Jordan Cameron, he, he's supposed to be uh, playing the full game this week. He's coming back off injury still. But uh, with Cameron still iffy, we don't know what we're going to get from him. And then Tate's coming back, too, supposedly. So we still don't know what we're going to get out of him. So, I mean, if you're going to start anyone, I guess the only one I would think of is Andrew Hawkins or their defense. Uh, I'll tell you what. Ask me that question in uh, week 12, I think it is. Week 12 when uh, Josh Gordon's back and uh, Johnny Manziel's under center. Then we'll then we'll see if we have a different answer for you. <laughs> Um, that, 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 that's fair enough. Uh, all, all I can ask is that my team is actually being competitive. Um, yes, it sucks. We're, we're one and two and, and on the uh, receiving end of too many losses, but at least at least we've been competitive. Three points to the Steelers. You'll get a big uh, win by three points to the Saints and uh, then lost three points or less to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I think that was the overtime game. So Hey, uh, hey I wouldn't start many Pats either. I wouldn't start many Patriots. So. <laughs> It's all it's all fair. It does not hurt my feelings none. Um, I hardly even pick my team in football pools. I'm picking them this week, and if they would have won two weeks ago against Baltimore, that might have changed things for me. Um, I did pick them, and you know, obviously, it came very close. I think that they can go into Tennessee and win. Um, so I, you know, 
I, had to, I probably wouldn't start anybody. Uh, if I had a Cleveland Brown, I probably wouldn't even have a Browns player. I might have their defense, though. Um, I had their defense on and off last year, um, trying to rotate mm-hmm. around the defense, especially on the bye week. Um, and then as we got closer later in the season and the, uh, the and they were kind of sealed into the playoffs, um, nothing should change for next week. Um, I, I did become somewhat annoyed. I did pick up a different kind of bouncing gig, which is just Friday and Saturday nights at this point. So that is not changing anything. Nice. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Um, now uh, I need to find something that's going to be a little more uh, lucrative. Um, it's just a, a, a kind of a Band-Aid on a, a bleeding situation. Um, mm-hmm. But at least it does not interfere with anything to this point. So next Wednesday night should be a go for us. There, there should be. I, I don't see nothing changing between now and then. Um, but uh, I want to uh, thank both of you guys very, very much for coming on. Like I said many times, I, I really, really enjoy having the opportunity to do this on Wednesday nights. Um, it, it has really become uh, one of my uh, more uh, – more favorite, and I know it's not proper English, but more favorite shows to do. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to continue doing this, and, and hopefully things one way or another pan out, and uh, we can further discuss other things um, as I am frantically trying to uh, get things together and uh, make this uh, continuously move forward, um, not only at our end, but uh, a, a, with our partnership here. Um, before you guys jump off, I want to give you guys an opportunity real quick, one, um, to, to plug your guys' Twitter again, plug your guys' sites, and also remind them about your guys' giveaway. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having us on again. Uh, uh, we both definitely appreciate it. It's really good for us. And uh, we're PPR Fantasy Talk, like we said earlier. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're doing a giveaway, 1,000 followers. Uh, all you have to do is retweet us, and you're entered the giveaway. It's, uh, the tweet is on our, it's pinned on our Twitter. So if anyone out there listening is uh, following us, definitely uh, retweet that. And uh, once we hit a thousand, we're going to give one uh, the sweatshirt away. There's a picture of it uh, with the pin tweet. And uh, another thing, we're actually at we're trying to add a, um, a forum section onto our site so that uh, people can come on on Saturdays, Sundays during the game and chat. So we can have uh, they want to ask questions. Not only will we answer it, but we can have the community, other uh, people who are on the site can talk about it. So we're trying to get that going. We just started. We just opened it up on the website uh, the other night. So definitely trying to get some people on there and. Uh, yeah, we'll be updating the rankings uh, by the game time tomorrow for the week, and uh, we'll have the FanDuel. We usually don't do the FanDuel. We don't, usually don't include the Thursday games in our FanDuel, but I know a lot of people out there do, so that's why we talked about the Minnesota and Green Bay. But we'll have FanDuel lined up, up uh, very soon. Well, I once again had a, a very enjoyable night. Um, definitely looking forward to next Wednesday night. And uh, definitely looking forward to uh, having some conversations with you. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to tweet you, uh, send you a message after the uh, the show if I remember what I was going to ask you. Um, but uh, definitely looking forward to having some conversations throughout the week and uh, definitely looking forward to next Wednesday's show. Um, you guys take care, and uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. We much appreciate it. Yes, yes sir. Way. Um, that was the guys over at PPR Fantasy Talk. That was Chet and Kevin as, as we do a one-hour show on Wednesday nights um, to uh, be able to talk fantasy football. And it is like I like I told them, and you know, I started off the show. This has become one of my favorite shows of the week. Um, so I, I definitely love doing this. Uh, I got to do another shout out before we wrap things up. Uh, I got to thank Chip Canassi Racing. I did get to go get to go to their Sound Garage event at Kyle Larson, Dylan Kalinzinski, uh Sage uh, Carmen. 
uh, or Karam, however you pronounce his last name, and uh, Cassidy Pope, the country singer out there, and uh, they took an opportunity to uh, put the article that I wrote actually for my page, uh, well, for the 110nationsports.com site, and they put it on their site. I just happened to see it. Um, so I want to uh, shout out and thank Chip Ganassi Racing not only for uh, inviting me to this event and giving me the opportunity um, but also for public uh, publicizing the piece that I wrote um, about the event. Uh, it means a lot to uh, see um, them uh, be able to do that for us. So I've got to thank them. also got to make sure that I thank Monterey's Mexican Restaurant, TopBed.com, Digital Throttle, Optimal Fusion, um, Peak Products, Yard Barker, and, and a real big special uh, shout-out to uh, NASCAR in here. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they uh, – Gave me an invite to media day out at the Hall of Fame today uh, with the 12 Chase contenders. It had a great, great day. As a matter of fact, I got here about 45 minutes before the show, um, and I left at 11 o'clock this morning. So uh, that tells you the kind of day that I've had. Um, it, it was an enjoyable day, and i got to make sure I thank them um, very deeply. Don't forget, uh, normally the 110 Nation Sports Show is on from Sunday to Tuesday from a, uh, 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. We have the uh, fantasy uh, show um, that you guys are watching now on from 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. And then tomorrow we debut um, the uh, 110 Nation Presents uh, Q&A with Mr. CJ Sports. Yes, I'm going to be taking questions that are posted to me or questions that uh, are out there in the sporting world and, and have a show from 12 to 1 um, and, and answer those questions. But I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. Had a great time. Uh, make sure you guys check out the site over www.110nationsports.com. Make sure you guys catch all the shows, um, replays over at www.the110nationsportshow.com. You guys have a great evening. Make sure you guys tune in at 12 o'clock tomorrow for the uh, lunch show, and uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.